Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Sunday, week four. Most of these games are in the book. We only have one ongoing. It's the Browns and the Raiders in overtime at 42 all. Uh, What a day of football. Andy, how'd you enjoy your Sunday? Uh, I should have gone to bed at three. Uh, I, didn't, I, I lost <laughs> my late game plays. Ooh, yeah, yeah, there were some weird ones, and the, the late games were weird. Uh, I only played, had one in play, and it was the over in Cleveland, Oakland, uh, and that, my friend, was a comfortable win. Maybe the most They're comfortable of the day, right? Oh, there was a sitting couple. At, that one could, could could hit ninety. Could hit ninety. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. The end zone there. Yeah, so over 45 was a comfortable winner in that game. Maybe my best call of the week. Uh, There were some other no contests this week. New England covering absolutely no problem. Uh, We saw an amazing performance from Chicago, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, No no sweat for the uh, New Orleans Saints. No sweat for the Green Bay Packers. Some of the elite teams kind of stepped up and really took care of business today. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we learned quite a lot about the state of the league and the state of some of these teams with these games, I feel like there was still tons of questions to be answered after weeks one, two, and three, and things are starting to fall into place. Uh, that's my, just my general feel for the league and what we saw uh, play out today. Uh, let's start with maybe the most entertaining game and one that had clearly the most uh, controversy, especially at the end uh, with some of the coaching decisions. Cause we saw a lot of bad coaching today uh, and Houston beats the Colts on the road to get their first win to save Bill O'Brien's life and his job. Uh, they win 37-34 thanks to, um, quite, you know, thanks to uh, Indianapolis going for it on fourth and four from their own territory with one minute left to play in overtime. That game looked like it had ties written all over it. Uh, and instead, Houston wins. Uh, I had Houston Moneyline. Is this a deserved win for me, Andy? Or was this lucky? <laughs> Did either team deserve to win? Kind of a weird game. It um, was kind of a weird game. I think uh, I just I got I think I got caught in the moment a little too as far as just and, and I, I will stand by it was a bad play call. I didn't love the play call. It, the play it call seemed, was bad. It seemed, it seemed like it seemed like luck was no matter what, that's where he was going. Yes. Like that was that was the read, that's where the ball was going. And even though it was Pretty well covered, and I mean, at least he threw it past the sticks. <laughs> I mean, you see, I see still that every weekend you see people throwing five yard outs on a third and seven. But yeah, I, you probably go for it. It's in a division game, a tie is almost as good as a loss. Yep. yep. Just unfortunate how. And it's just like us with betting. Like you need to be looking at your process. You need to be looking at the value you're getting on bets and not so much the results, which is very tough. To, you tell that to an NFL coach, like, it, but it is tough not to be results-based. Hey, we effed up. We lost the game. That's a bad result. Awful, awful result. Especially when you had the chance to put Houston down 0-4 and get your second win of the year in a division that you have two teams running away from you in Tennessee yeah. and Jacksonville. Tennessee, maybe. Uh, I, I think Houston was the right side still. I think it was their game, all game. The fact that their defense played out of this world, forced fumbles, scored a touchdown, and then they still weren't able to put him away late, I think speaks to how 
right the Colts are. I mean, the Colts and Andrew Luck looked damn good today. Uh, just Deshaun Watson, he was not going to lose this game, I felt like. And he made the plays when he needed to make the plays. And Houston had their own just god-awful coaching throughout the course of the game. But uh, manages to come away with a three-point win that I yeah. think is deserved. Um, definitely got a hell of a lot of closing line value on that one. That thing closed. That, that ended up crossing yeah. zero. It did. And my... Uh... I guess my last takeaway from that one is how good luck did look. His arm looked a lot better. He looked more confident. He looked like he was making the right reads and he was feeling more comfortable, especially yeah. on those late, late drives to come back. He looked like he did in the past is like, Hey, this is a top five quarterback. This is a very smart man who gets it. Not just, you know, not just uh, run it around yeah. and yeah. sling yeah. it. Like, he looked poised. Yeah, interesting about luck. Let's talk about the Patriots real quick and then talk about the opening line for the Thursday night game. So the Patriots, uh, their defense absolutely showed out. Another head coaching, head coaching, head scratcher uh, with whatever the hell Gase's plan was to attack this New England defense. I heard a lot of people talking Miami up, pumping their tires this week. There was clearly a sharp money move on Miami that pushed that number all the way down to six and a half, and they were never really live in this game. Uh, New England, you know, they they scored early and often. They were having a very, very solid, after a bumpy first quarter for Tom Brady, he settled down, and they were extremely efficient after that point. Sonny Michelle finally contributed. It was, uh, it was an interesting get-right game for the Patriots, now they got a short week. They're hosting Andrew Luck and the Colts. We were expecting a line right around, I don't know, seven or nine-ish, and it opens up at nine. It gets bet out to, I'm um, seeing tens already, uh, minus 11 at five dimes, although that's teaser protected, it looks like, um, but 11 at Will Hill. So there's clearly uh, some early money that was waiting on the sidelines to get involved in the Patriots right away in this one that's driving this number up. Um, are you going to get involved in the dog here, even though we see a head coach rookie year on Thursday night football is luck is luck. Have it enough to keep this within two scores. I'm, I'm pretty tempted. I will not be grabbing it right now, but I'm pretty tempted. You did, you did kind of scare me with the rookie head coach thing. And boy, I mean, if you want to talk rookie head coaches for a second, uh, who has not looked shitty? Who's looked the least shitty of the rookie head coaches? Yeah, I'm gonna and I'm gonna put the Arizona coach near the bottom. Wilkes or he's at the bottom. We'll get to Arizona in a second. He is at the bottom. He has made two really, really terrible end of game decisions in two consecutive weeks at home with the lead. But but when they play (laughs) next week against uh, looks like Arizona. Oh, don't tell me they have a bye. No, they they will have six timeouts to start the first half. Let's <laughs> go because they managed to save all of their timeouts. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I don't think Reich has been um, terrible, even though I made no. fun on Twitter. Patricia's had his moments. They probably should have won that game. Yeah. You know who the least sucky rookie head coach is? is amazingly, it's uh, Tennessee's uh, uh, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, somehow Tennessee has luck has backed into three freaking wins here, including, including wins against their two division tests against Houston and against Jacksonville. Now beating the world champion Philadelphia Eagles at home in overtime. Uh, I got a lucky win on the over in that one. I don't know if you were following along with the score in that oh, game, yeah. but I needed over 41 and a half. And that thing was just 
absolutely crawling, struggling, no points scored. Tennessee, I have learned, is a very good, and we knew this last year, and we talked about this last year, and I guarantee you we said it at at least three pods. Tennessee has this weird identity where they are first half under team, second half over team. Uh, and this is, you know, this played out exactly to kind of on brand for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for a big first, you know, big, big touchdown play for, uh, for Philadelphia late in the second quarter, I think this one isn't even close to the total. They end up going into overtime tied 2020. So in regulation, there was only 40 points scored, uh, but then nine points in the overtime period to take that over the total as posted uh, tough break for the Philadelphia Eagles sliding to two and two. Uh, they're now tied at the AFC uh, NFC uh, East with Dallas at two and two behind the two and one Redskins. Um, any major takeaways from Philadelphia, Tennessee? I guess let's, let's focus specifically on the quarterbacks, I guess, because Mariota and Wentz were both guys that we had to pay pretty close attention to today to kind of get a sense of how they are health wise. What, what do you think? I need to go back and watch some of that. I didn't have money on it, so I didn't watch it as much, but it's what I did see and everything I heard sounds like Wentz is probably not quite there yet with his mobility. And I mean, Mariota, Mariota's just doing Mariota things where he's, he's been a little Jekyll and Hyde-ish where he'll make great, some great, great plays great. and he'll, he'll make some just bone plays. So yeah. I don't, true. I don't true. know what to think. I think, uh, uh, who do we got next week for the Tennessee Titans? Who do we play? So- so the Tennessee Titans head to Buffalo and take on Josh Allen. They're only minus three and a half on the open there against the Buffalo Bills, who got shut out today by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'll, I'll, I know, you, I know, you were close to adding the Packers in that game. Uh, oh. What was your main takeaway from that twenty-two nothing beatdown for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's like I, I said this to you earlier. I'm, I regret not adding the nine and a half or ten, but at the same time, it was. I don't know if that. It never felt like it was like a runaway win. Like Buffalo did move the ball a couple times, but boy, they had some problems. And Josh Allen, I mean, imagine losing to Josh Allen. That's embarrassing. It is. Like, it he, is. he looked pretty lost a few times. He just, he's a big armed guy. He's, he is mobile. He has his pluses. If they can scheme, if they can scheme to use that properly, they might nab a couple more wins along the way, but boy, he looked, he looked lost at moments and yeah, Green Bay, sh- you know, should have won probably by more. Yeah. They, they, actually, probably they, actually, they left, they yeah, they left some points on the field. I agree. Um, so Tennessee heads to uh, play Buffalo. I think that line's short. That's probably going to get that out. It's only at three and a half right now. I don't think the hook is important in this one. They are either winning going away or Buffalo is frisky. I guess the Buffalo defense impressed me a little bit in that. And I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, is doing a lot healthy. You know, he's, he's he looked mobile. He made a couple of running plays where he showed some surprising athleticism and speed, I thought, on his feet. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, to me, kind of has a clean bill of health, and I will not be shying away from backing the Packers going forward, especially in this look that they have heading up against uh, Detroit uh, in the uh, in the dome next week. In fact, my early look on lean on this one is over. I can't believe they opened yeah. this total at 51. I think that goes up. Um, playing in the, you know, in, in the, these deep, you know, these defenses are not to be trusted as we saw Zeke putting up 250 plus yards on the, you know, against the Detroit, uh, uh, defense today. And even still it was damn close. I was on the Lions money line. I thought it was a coin flip type of game. It turned out to be, and, uh, I lose on the coin flip, which is a shame, but, uh, you know, so it goes, uh, the, um, 
other interesting uh, look next week for let's jump back a hot second to we were talking Tennessee, Philadelphia. That was a tough loss for Philadelphia. Uh, not only did they spend a ton of extra time on the field, that overtime possession went almost the entirety uh, of the quarter uh, that they added. And uh, it was extremely tough game. They had some tough penalties called against them. They probably feel like they let one slip away, slip through their fingers. Uh, now they get to play arrested and super hungry and desperate Minnesota Vikings next week. Rematch of the NFC title game. Uh, are you surprised that they opened this Philadelphia <laughs> minus three? Is this where you thought these teams would be? I mean, no. that's a stupid question. Obviously, we didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, really weird. Um, the pass that these two teams have taken. Yeah. I'm not impressed with either defense. I think this total's low. Yeah. I thought this would open closer to 48. I might grab a little of this before it tickles up to 45. Maybe I'm wrong and they get stuff right, but... We have seen one. I've we have seen, seen a. We have seen was, kind of a, a difference in uh, in Philadelphia's defense at home versus on the road. I'll true. say that. I'll say that. Um, I don't know what it is really. Philadelphia's defense, from a metrics, from a pure metric standpoint, they're not doing well. Like even in the games they've won, they've conceded just globs of yards, uh, and it's they've just kind of gotten lucky situationally in terms of stopping you know, touchdowns from being scored, maybe most notably like three times against the Falcons in the opener, you know, but like the defense does play a little more quote unquote clutch at home for whatever it's worth. Um, but still Minnesota feels like a live dog to me in this one. I'm kind of shaping up a Minnesota money line play here. Is this crazy? Probably. Probably. Okay. The de- okay. defense All lost. Right. I'll chill. Do you think, which, which way do you think this line goes? If I want Minnesota money line, do I get it now or do I wait until they're closer to the middle of the week? Ooh, that's rough. Both teams coming off a loss, but I, I would lean Minnesota, I guess, obviously with the uh, extra rest. This is their second week on the road, too. They were in L.A. last week and on Thursday. Now they're going east to Philly. That's kind of a tricky travel scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's probably a pretty sharp line. I mm, guess that, okay. I don't know how much that negates the extra rest, but <laughs> can't be ignored, I guess. Interesting. Um, I heard an interesting take real quick on Minnesota that I wanted to ask you since we're on this game. Uh, I know Minnesota played Thursday and we're not like trying to go back that far to ask you to remember like all the things that happened in that game. But uh, I heard an interesting take from one Mike Lombardi. Uh, He's kind of a boomer bust analyst, in my opinion. Some of the stuff he comes up with is like laughable, but some of it is like really feels prescient and sharp. Uh, And he had a take about the Minnesota defense that I wanted to see if it, if it, uh, you know, if it jives with you, he was basically like, you know, when we were at New England, Belichick was never really worried about playing the Bengals because he knew, you know, because Zimmer only has a handful of adjustments that he always goes to. And once you kind of figured out what the adjustments are going to be, all you got to do is get them off of their plan A. And then you know what the adjustment's going to be and have, have a plan B ready that attacks us. Uh, and because of that, like Zimmer's defense, once you figure it out, you figure it out. And to a degree, it looked like the Rams had it figured out. That's for damn sure. They knew how to get a guy matched up on bar and attack him whenever they needed it in that game. Uh, we saw it in the NFC Championship last year with the Philadelphia Eagles figured it out. Uh, and we saw second half half of the uh, Saints-Vikings game. I would even say the Saints have it figured out. Uh, is Does this hold water, or do you think that uh, people are too quick to sell on the Vikings defense? I I don't know. 
I don't understand how this, I watched obviously a lot of Vikings games as they are my local squad. And I saw a team that you just knew last year, like you're not getting this third down. It's not happening. And it just feels the opposite. They can't get off the field. They're getting mixed up in coverage. They're getting out schemed. I don't know if they, like you talk about, oh, they got tape on this or that. Like, can you get enough tape on a defense where <laughs> they figured out? Know, like, they're, like, they're getting, they're getting out schemed. I mean, they got out schemed by Peterson and in the NFC title game. And they, it seemed like they've got, a, and granted, the Rams are going to score on everybody. And I was actually pretty impressed with the cousins in that game, how much he I was, was going to put down. So I agree. Yeah. I, I honestly, agree. Play, that just seems like a game I'm going to stay away from. Okay. Okay. You're you're off of the Vikings this year. You're just gonna let it play out and see how it goes, right? Pretty much. I mean, I still think they're a very good team. Um in the if the Vikings season derailed, most people predicted it was like, oh, they spent too much in cousins. He's not an upgrade, he's not gonna be any good. They should have kept, you know, Keenum, which I think obviously that could be couldn't be further from the truth. I think Cousins has looked really good. He's made some great throws. It's the defense that's letting him down. So I just don't know what to think. It's so far off of everyone's preseason expectations of, you know, things can go right or things can go wrong, but this is not how we predicted things going wrong. It's just flummoxing. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I, I guess we, I guess maybe I'll probably chill and get a, get a feel. I mean, after this game, the schedule softens up significantly. For uh, Minnesota, yeah, they really only have they have one they have one more particularly tough matchup against the Saints, kind of in, in sort of in the near term. Um, but compared to some of these other teams that are about to go to schedule hell, uh, Minnesota softens up a little bit after this Philly game. Um, let me ask you against uh, we mentioned the Rams, you mentioned their offense. Their offense goes up against a defense that has not looked like itself this year and just lost its most important piece in the Seattle Seahawks. Rams, uh, we have seen them at home comfortable for like a month uh and now they head out they've had three home games in the coliseum now they head up to seattle to play russell wilson and the seahawks seahawks will be without earl watson as he has broken his leg earl thomas earl thomas i'm sorry earl watson plays basketball um and i don't think he plays basketball anymore but earl thomas has broken his leg (laughs) earl thomas has broken his leg he will not be on the field to stop the the human freight train that is jared goff and todd Gurley. Um, kind of surprised they're opening this line in the minus seven range for the, uh, for the road shock, uh, total. Did you see what happened to this total? It yeah. got opened at 52 bet down to 48 in like a blink. That must've just been like limit bet, just hammer, 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 hammer from 52. I haven't seen, and I haven't seen heavy early money under show on any game so far this season. It's the first time I've seen this. It gets hammered down to 48, then buy back up to 49. Is that too low? I mean, how how do we see this game? Just it's a it's a blowout. Like I don't know. 30, Seattle, it, when the shoes were on the other foot, and Seattle was like all you know all conference and and running away with the NFC or at least own, you know, ownership of the NFC. Uh, the Rams, even with a crap team, would go up there and give them their best shot. Like this kind of feels a little bit like you know divisional kind of you know, throw out the records type of Nazi, you know, the, the throw, out, throw out the records cliche when these teams get together. Uh, and so to me, I want to think that this is like, a, you know, that, that Seattle puts up points and this is a pretty competitive game. Clearly, I, uh, yeah, I, I saw, though, I, I saw know, Seattle go against Arizona today and. Didn't the Arizona boy. defense look a little frisky though? 
I, do you think that was Arizona or do you think that was just a, a lack of, I mean, they didn't have their starting running back Baldwin's off injury. The line yeah. sucks. I mean, yeah. The, the difference. I mean, just look at the Rams, Rams Cardinals games. The, yeah. when they play, when they played earlier this year, there's a enormous difference between the Rams and the Cardinals. That's I think true. this seven is worth hitting now. I don't think it stays within a touchdown Seahawks okay. without, without Earl Thomas. That's it's a bad. It's, it's a not, bad. It's not going to go bad. well. It is really bad. Well. Like, it is Seattle, really so bad. For Seattle to stay within seven, they'll have to score thirty. That's why I kind of like the over. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, I'm going to think about this one some more. I do think there was too much of an overreaction betting down the under. That doesn't make any sense to me. This feels like an over to no. game. Um, 33 <laughs> 63 points or something like that. Yeah, there's um, no chance. There's no chance that Seattle scores that many with the the defensive line coming in, coming through those turnstiles up front. It's going to be a that's a good point. That's a much that's bigger a really problem than anything. That's they a really fair point. This week. That's thank you for cooling me off on this. That is a very fair point. Um, Okay, uh, let's. Uh, yeah, Seattle should have lost Arizona today. Yeah, that you just took the words right out of my mouth. You think they should have lost? You think Arizona was the correct side in this one? I mean, they Arizona covered if you got three and a half. Yeah, they did cover if you got three and a half, and they shouldn't. They should have probably been a pickup, right? I mean, like this was the draw basically in the desert, and if it wasn't for this, the uh, Arizona Cardinals coach deciding he wanted to keep all three timeouts for next week, that maybe Arizona comes away with a win here. I mean, Phil Dawson misses the game, the go-ahead field goal. Why they left enough time for to give Russell Wilson the chance to move his team into position to score a field goal and then watch Sebastian Janikowski hit a game-winning 52-yarder. What kind of crazy world are we living in? Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was an ugly win for the Seahawks, but a win nonetheless. Um, where do the Cardinals go from here? <laughs> Is their season over? They're 0-4. Are they the only winless team now? I think they are, right? I saw some nice things out of Josh Rosen. Granted, he's still... He's got a ways to go, but... It's something to build on. It wasn't. It, yeah. their, it wasn't their worst game, and you know they they put up points and they were leading the Bears last week. But that that was a bit of a mirage too. Like they got spotted some nice field position. They did have like one nice drive, but uh, yeah. And granted, it was Bradford playing most of that game. But I think the last four drives against the Bears ended in a turnover. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if they if they can hold on to the ball, if they can get Rosen a little more comfortable in the offense and possibly like it's crazy how we forget about David Johnson, who was, I mean, last year kind of like consensus number one fantasy football player. He was gonna have, you know, twenty five hundred yards combined. He still, you know, he still came out and said he was gonna do something like that this year. Just tragically misused. Yeah, they, they have. They don't. Have, they still don't have an outside receiver that's uh, really scary at all. That's going to be a problem. But I don't think we're predicting them to like turn it around, and make the playoffs. But it, it would be nice for them to see Rosen progress throughout the year and get a couple wins under his belt. And and you need to add some pieces around him next year. This is a well, the, uh, you're they, going, you're on for you don't you don't make the playoffs with four. I kind of like them. I kind of like them as a live dog against San Francisco and CJ Beard. What do you think? I felt like San Francisco yeah. was made look better than they are today by the Chargers. Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe maybe Arizona gets their first one in San Francisco. That was an ugly game. It was. Do you surprised that they opened this uh, San Francisco minus five? That seems like a lot of points for a team that you know that doesn't really have a total hell of a lot of talent right now. 
I mean, if you're if you don't cover George Kittle, they can score quite a few points. Minus five. I kind of like their I kind of like Arizona's defense. I think they're frisky. I'll probably back the Cardinals this week in San Francisco. That's that, that San Francisco shouldn't be laying five points to anyone in the NFL right now at home. And even the worst team, if Arizona is the worst team. Uh, let's talk real quick. You had a good segue there, mentioning the uh, the Bears. Uh, Bears. Uh, I liked the under in that game. I was thinking to myself, the Bears defense can really set the tone here. They can really hold t- t- Tampa Bay and Fitzpatrick to a low score. Uh, sure enough, they do. Uh, three points, three points plus a garbage time touchdown for uh, for ten points total for Tampa Bay. But uh, it didn't matter. Mitch Trubisky took this game over the total by himself. It was a impressive performance from young Mitchell Trubisky six touchdowns in a matter of like two and a half quarters uh this game was over before it really got started um we saw Matt Nagy what did you think of his game plan oh I was pretty excited because it looked a lot better and you know pump the brakes a little Tampa Bay's defense is pretty bad they have given up a grip of points yeah, I'm gonna look at that they right have. now. Tampa Bay has given up 139 points through They might games. be they might be the worst defense. They probably are. The worst they defense. are as far as far as points against. That's the most 140 almost. Uh, 139 is like is like 34.8 a game. Yeah, they could really use a safety like Derwin James. <laughs> yeah, they probably should have drafted that guy. That is crazy. They're averaging they're averaging giving up five touchdowns a game, and they have two wins. <laughs> Two and two. Unbelievable. That is kind of wild. But yeah, that everybody's gonna score on them all year long. <sighs> you could probably be make some money just betting team totals against the Buccaneers right now. It there's a there's a few bad defenses, but this one's right up there. Uh, that said, you still need to go out there and execute. I really like the game plan. They got they got Mitch moving around a little and Boy, he was hitting people. I was really concerned the first couple of weeks with him. He was overthrowing people, real inaccurate shit, and that seemed to improve a lot this week. And I don't know if it was just a little more comfortable. He seemed he seemed more comfortable. He, he got his feet underneath him when he was throwing. Some of those throws that are inaccurate, it was just like, what well, you got to get your feet set a little better than that. You're not there yet. You can't be making throws on the run like that. You don't have that skill. Maybe ever. Some people never get that. So I liked what I saw. I think the Bears are friskier than even I hoped. And fuck, they should be four and all. <laughs> they so should be. Wait, no, no, okay. Hang on, hang on. They probably should have lost Arizona. If Wilkes, oh, no, if no, Wilkes, no, Wilkes is Wilkes is Wilkes is coaching last week and this week has cost them two wins, in my opinion. Uh they probably should have beaten they should <laughs> no, have beaten the does. Packers. They should have beat the Packers, but they should have lost to the Cardinals. So three and one is fine. But still, it's it's the it they're they're they are they look damn frisky right now. Like I don't want to get in front of this team uh, and pretend like their regression is coming anytime soon. Uh, they got a buy this week. I'm not yep. seeing them on the card. Okay, all right. Uh, the um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the uh, the Bucks and where they go now. Uh, they from two they and zero to two, from two and zero to two and two so quick. Jameis did not look good. Uh, no. I guess, you know, I guess at the same time, like you're getting him out there to get him some reps and in the hopes that like he, you know, he has, you know, maybe more next week. I don't really know. Tampa Bay looked lost though. And with the defense that they had, uh, it's going to be really tough to make a case to back these guys again anytime soon. Uh, they got a buy as well. It looks like they do. 
both yeah. of these teams going on. Yeah, do you want to got, talk about what, Yeah, should we keep talking about yeah. teams that aren't playing this week? Yeah, good calls. Great call by you. Great call by me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you. Let me. Okay, so I was. I, I I loved your glory pick on the Bears. That was that was. I would say that was the easiest pick of the week, were it not for another winner that you had by halftime. Yeah. The over, <laughs> God. the over in Cincinnati, Atlanta. That was a pick that the dreams are made of. Like All that right, yeah. is just. Uh, this this Atlanta was, this Atlanta team can score stuff. like crazy. This Atlanta <laughs> defense is utter dumpster oh. fire. In that dome, on that surface, points are going to be scored. Do not ever back an under in the Atlanta, you know, in a game in Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium. God help the uh, the the books when they have to line a total for the Super Bowl. There, assuming you get uh, two pretty um, you know competent offenses in that game, you're going to see a total like sixty in the Super Bowl. I can't freaking wait. Um, but uh, it's it's just wild seeing these guys uh, score points in Atlanta, and the fact that Cincinnati, you know, looked like Atlanta grabbed grabbed the game by the throat in that fourth quarter. They got a lead. They could not score a touchdown when they needed to put more distance between themselves and Cincinnati. They settle for a field goal, and lo and behold, Andy Dalton and company drive right back up the field, score the game winning touchdown, win by one, thirty seven, thirty six. Where does Atlanta go from here? They just had a three-game home stand and only I mean, one. There's one. nothing you can do about your injuries. Their defense is fucked. It's bad. Like I guess they won two, right? They no, yeah, no. They you just had a three-game home stand and you only won one of your three games. Yeah, and you lost to the Saints. You've lost ground now on the Saints. Um, this is this this spells trouble. Yeah, they. What more? Again, I said this last week. What more can Matt Ryan do? What did he have today? 400 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Again, outstanding day. He didn't do things to loosen the game. Just if you, when you score 35, they scored 36, which is more than 35 even. When you score that, you should win more than you lose. And that's just not what's happening for them right now. They've given up. Boy. Look and granted, the Panthers were playing this week, so they've played one less game. But boy, look at the points given up in the NFC South. The Saints are the second, and granted, again, the Panthers have played one less game, but they weren't going to give up 60 this week. The Saints are the second best team as far as points against, only averaging uh, 30 points a game against. They've averaged 30 points a game against them, and there's two teams in their own division that's worse than that. It's incredible. That that division is so weird. Every head-to-head is a shootout, it feels like. It's crazy. Um, New Orleans, uh, what did you think of their get-right spot today? I know you were on the Giants. You thought you, you, thought you had a, a, a look there, but uh, Drew Brees was excre- extremely efficient. Uh, Alvin Kamara goes for all, over 200 yards, scores three touchdowns. Uh, have the Saints gotten right, and are they now uh, maybe considered – the the most likely team to be able to keep pace with a team like the Rams in the NFC. Yeah, I think they can. They, I mean, even being up on the on the grass there in the Meadowlands, Breeze didn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. Kamara, which I never know if Kamara Kamara's good, but like that last touchdown, people are like, oh my god, he's so good. He ran into, I mean, he ran into a stacked box that was trying to trying to stop you know, trying to stop them to get the ball back. Once you get through that first level, most running backs are going to be gone. There's nobody left. 
Like that's just one of those end of the game garbage touchdowns. Not to take away from the rest of the game, he did he did a nice nice game, but those numbers get inflated. It's like Derrick Henry last year with his, uh, I don't know, did that one get you that that Titans long touchdown at the end? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't I don't want to trigger you with that one. No, 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 no. no but no. I mean, sometimes there's shit like that, which yeah, yeah. So that that score is a little inflated, but I, I mean, don't, don't take anything away from New Orleans, like. Giants last touchdown wasn't really meaningful either. No, it was it, it was New Orleans by two touchdowns no matter what. That's kind of how no, the game yeah, went yeah, yeah. The the Giants have too many pieces on offense to not be moving the ball at all. And their first drive, they look so good. I haven't quite figured them out yet. I think the Saints are getting right. Uh what do they got on tap this week? I cannot the remember. Saints are Monday night football against the off the bye. Uh, Washington Redskins, they host wow, them in the Big Redskins Easy. Redskins with like 15 days off. With a, yeah, exactly. And then they're going right to still lay like seven? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I it's, not a, a it's not a it's, it's, it's a number that's been adjusted in favor of New Orleans based on what happened this week. Is that fair? Yeah. Because we were expecting to see like six or something. They open it at a full seven. I guess it's come down a little bit. Some of the Chris, Chris, it's already come down to six and a half. Uh, so maybe the maybe the sharp money does like the dog in this spot early on. Yeah, if you can get a touchdown, even on the if you road, you can get a touchdown. You kind of have to take it, right? Which again, oh, speaking Baltimore speak, touchdown, Baltimore speaking, baby. Speaking of uh, John Brown, sorry, go ahead. Uh, speaking of. Uh, um, totals there too. Like Washington is a fairly apt offense, and like we said, even only giving even, yeah. even only giving up only giving up eighteen today. I don't know if that was so much on their defense, and it was more on the the offensive game plan from the the Giants. It's true. I think fifty two could hit. I don't know. We, apparently, we're only betting overs anymore. <laughs> That's oh, kind of how man. this year has gone. I mean, well, let's talk. Up, you know, uh, let, pull, me, let, pull me, up, let me point something out real quick. Let me point something out real quick. Did you see? Like, I lost track today. There were so many backdoor overs. A backdoor over uh, hit in Philadelphia, Tennessee. Backdoor over hit in Jets, Jags. Backdoor over hit in Dallas, Detroit. Backdoor over hit in Giants, uh, Giants Saints. Like the, those games were all dead under reads for most of the game, and then Banana scoring in fourth quarter overtime took those games over the total. So, yeah, I mean, God help yourself if you're an under better. I took the under in the Pats Dolphins game today, and that felt lucky as hell. Thirty-eight-seven. Like if it wasn't for the Pats effectively pitching a shutout, except the garbage touchdown to Brock Osweiler, that. You know, that thing is not even, you know, that that under ticket is dead. So it's it's so strange how, you know, the, we've tilted into this world of just no total is high enough. But uh, here we are. <laughs> this is the NFL we live in right now. So name of the game is I looking at I'm these early looking, totals and figuring out which ones are going to get bet up three, five points. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, it is about getting some of those early numbers. There hasn't been a ton of medals. There was one today, but the closing number, it looks like, is hitting the over at 53%, which okay. you'd, make, you'd make a little bit of scratch just blindly betting all, you know, like 100 overs at this point. I bet you if you're betting the openers, you're doing even better. I bet you if you're getting overs on the opener on a lot of these games, you're doing even better. 
because a lot of these games have gone up three and four points. I can remember a handful of middles so far. Um, I'm can pretty just, frustrated about not winning my Detroit money line bet. I got to tell you, that sucked. I was so happy that they came back and they took the lead there, and then to concede it that way just sucked. I do not think all is well in Dallas. I am not buying that they things are fixed. Uh, I saw them use Prescott slightly more effectively in this game than we have seen to this point in the season, but things still are not right. The fact that you got 250 yards out of your bell cow running back, but you only got 26 points. That's not good. Like you gotta be kidding me. Uh, and you know, the, the, the approach is still susceptible to particularly good defenses, just being able to absolutely stop them, plug them. They're playing on prime time. We get a weird primetime game. Dallas heads to Houston and we get Deshaun Watson versus Dak Prescott battle of young quarterbacks who just got nice confidence boosting wins playing in primetime. Both teams a little underachieving to this point in the season. We see them open Houston minus three, like all is fixed. All is well bet up to three and a half already at a couple of the sharp shops. Uh, where do we go? Handicapping next, next Sunday night's game, Dallas Houston. Did Dallas deserve to win today? I think they deserve to win more comfortably than they did. Um, I don't know, man. What did you think? I felt like the play calling wasn't that much better, but they were like good things happened when Zeke got the ball, especially in space. Once, you know, he had like 225 all purpose yards. It was. I think it was an impressive performance from him, but still like to have that just, much to gain that yeah. much and then only score 26 is not a good sign. Well, it's because nobody else did a whole lot of anything. Nobody. nobody. Yeah. It was, they, don't it have, was they only have one weapon really. Like just, yeah, the Beasley ended up finishing the game, I think, but he went out hurt and I'm just, I'm trying to look like, yeah, the, the receiver Elliot was leading receiver. Yes. Not only for yards, but receptions. He was tied with Beasley for four receptions. Like, is that good? Gallup, (laughs) Swine, Hearns. I mean, Hearns got targets, but he only got three, three for 30. Tavon Austin isn't seeing the field. Rico Gathers got like one target. Uh, They don't really. uh, Smith got a few carries, but it pretty much just revolved around Elliott. I guess it was kind of a case of stop us if you can. It's funny the Lions are going to end up going like, well, one and four with a win over the Patriots. What a what a weird day! <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, so my read on the Detroit Dallas game, I watched a lot of it. I thought Detroit missed opportunities early to put more pressure on Dallas. If they could have gotten them a little bit more on their heels in the first half, I think they come away with a win here. Uh, giving up kind of some late yards, some late touchdowns to Dallas in the first half, going in down three at halftime instead of with the lead, I think was a problem. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was serendipitous that they get that touchdown to go up, but they left too much time on the clock for this defense, which is not good. They did not have a playmaker when they needed one. They could not get pressure on deck. He had all the time he needed to find the the throws that made the difference down the stretch, most notably the one to Zeke Elliott on the wheel route that clinched the game effectively. Um, so good. Are the, are the Dallas, Steelers dead? Uh, I don't know. What did they just do? Don't tell me they scored a touchdown. Something, something dumb. Did they? Oh, pick six. Fumble six. Scoop and score. I'm not going to yes. tell you if you're behind. Yes. I don't know what, where your, your stream is coming out of like Afghanistan. You don't I know what's know. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop and score for the Rave Dogs. Oh, my God. Ball, sweet, sweet ball toe. 
what a what a start for the Ravens. Fuck yes. I'm um, I know. I wish I, I have a Ravens plus 450 division. I told you and, right before this game started, I dropped the note in the chat. We got uh, we they got the guys that they needed to get in. They had Suggs, Mosley, and Carr all active. Um, Ravens are pissed, Ravens are live dog in this. I'm pissed that the uh, Bengals keep winning. Like I might, I, I said always. Like I think the Ravens will have a good year. I will buy back with some Steelers later on in the year if it's close, and I feel like that's the right move. I might end up having to buy back with the Bengals instead. The Steelers, five hundred <laughs> team. Yeah, you got a problem. This the uh, Bengals are three and one, and they uh, got a head-to-head head win over the Ravens. That's yeah. that was that is surprising. The and the Bengals at three and one. Look at them. They're going to play three and one Miami next week. They can go to four and one in that game. Miami sure as shit looked like frauds. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and company go to Cincinnati next Sunday in a game that uh, absolutely favors uh, Cincinnati, I guess. Although Cincinnati's defense is super duper trash, uh, apparently. Uh, although it may be perception because of how good Atlanta is at home. Uh, that Cincinnati defense got gashed now two weeks in a row out of conference on the road. Um, they now take on Miami at home. That, Mine opened up Cincinnati minus five and a half. You think any chance that goes up to six, six and a half? We've seen oh, actually before I ask you that, let me set that up with Cincinnati. Cincinnati has taken sharp money, I think, almost every single week. Every single week this season, Cincinnati has taken sharp money, as far as I can tell you. I think I think the they yes, they closed. I think they closed, they, it's because yeah, not only that, yeah. it's not hard to move off five and a half. Right. You're not it's moving not off of seven. You're not moving off of seven. It's not going to be tough. I think they called him down. Oh. Uh, so they didn't score. They didn't score the touchdown, but they moved the ball to 15. It's like, this, this is good radio broadcasting okay. a game that's going to be done by the time people hear this. But well, yeah, the, Bing- to, uh, the Bengals will move. Bing- the, the Bengals, yeah, we will. Okay, cool. The Bengals will move up. They'll, they'll take money. Just not only the way Miami played and Cincinnati's offense. Boy, it's just it's not gonna be tough to move it up to a six or six and a half off that. No, what do you think of that not. total? Does Miami's offense get a little right? Uh boy. Implied uh, implied oh. is like twenty five. Twenty seven and a half to my twenty seven and a half to twenty two. No, I don't think I want that. I don't think I want that. Yeah, you're you're implying Miami scores four times. I don't think that's a good I don't like that at all, actually. I think Cincinnati's defense has they Miami have the ability schools, yeah. to make playmaker. They have ability to make plays. I think they do okay against them. Uh, Atlanta versus uh, on the flip side, Atlanta's defense. I do think are frauds, uh, and uh, they go to Pittsburgh. We saw Ben Online be the Braves' only book that hung a total before this uh, Steelers Ravens game, and they hung fifty six. This looks to be the highest number on the board for Week Five. Uh, any hesitation taking over 56 the way that this Atlanta defense has looked? Boy, and they're scoring like they, they are, their they offense are. looks very and good. They're going they've up had, against this Pittsburgh defense, yeah. Ridley, Ridley's turning into a weapon. They've got two really good receivers, they've got they've got backs that can catch the ball. Matt Ryan is slinging for 400 a game. Like, how, how do you hold the how do you hold the Falcons? I mean, they've scored 35 or more two weeks in a row now. The week before that, they scored 31. You try to keep them under 30. Good luck. Yeah, Basically, I, yeah. if you don't get if you don't get this over, it's because 
their defense accidentally played well. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I don't even think that's real. I think I think if this over doesn't cash in, it's because Ben Roethlisberger had like an all-time bad day or something. And the Atlanta wins like 31 to 17 or something. Like, I honestly, I don't think the Atlanta defense is the, is the deciding factor. It'll have to be Pittsburgh literally imploding, um, which is not impossible. Uh, before the, we, I'm, I don't really have a hot take on Jags right now as a team or Jags next week against, uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahal, Pat Mahal fame homes. Uh, he is, they're opening an early line here of minus three and a half, but I think it's silly to bet into that, not knowing what we're going to see out of them on Monday night football. So I'm just going to hold off. Um, I kind of want to back the Jags in that spot, see if the Jags defense can kind of show Mahomes what's, what's good. Um, but, uh, it's a little bit of, it's a oh, yes. And here, yes. here's a, a quick stat just Flacco. to go back to the game we're watching. Elite the Ravens have not Flacco. scored. Ravens have scored a touchdown in 13 straight red zone opportunities. I think it's every single red zone opportunity they've had in 2018. Yes. I don't think yes. they've, they, they haven't no. been stopped. In They're perfect. Once it's it, yeah. incredible. Incredible. Which 12 was a record. Now they're just adding onto their, now they're just showing off. Now they're just rubbing it. We talk about this in multiple games every week. If yeah. you can get your third down conversions, if you can, I mean, staying out of third down would be ideal, but if you get your third down conversions and your red zone opportunities, I mean, any points are great. There's some teams that seem to not get anything at some points, but man, if you get seven every time, I don't know how they lose. I don't know how they lost their one game. It's crazy, huh? Um, okay, let's talk about Monday Night Football. Let's leave a handicap for the people who are listening to this on Monday on their ride into work and whatnot. Uh, we have Kansas City taking on the Denver Broncos in Denver. This is Denver's third home game of four weeks in the season. This is Kansas City's third road game of four this season. To some degree, in my opinion, that has to matter in terms of freshness of legs and, and ability to close out this game. For those reasons, I'm backing the dog. I'm grabbing the points. I have Denver at plus four and a half here. We've seen it get bet down already to three and a half. I don't think that that's really something to shy away from here. I would still take three and a half, but obviously I'm happy having four and a half in my pocket. Um, how are you going to play Monday night, Andy? Or are you just going to watch the game and look for a second half angle? Probably the latter. I. It's come down, which... Boy, you watch that offense. Like, I get the whole regression to the mean thing, and people love that angle, and it happens. It happens eventually, and it comes for everyone. But I, I, I mean, I'll wait. I'll, I'll happily not chase that every week and bet these ugly dogs. Uh, Kansas City's defense isn't any good. Yep. But, but Keenum's throwing picks. I mean, left and right, he he's kind of a liability. I don't even at home. I don't know if I want to back him to try to keep up with Kansas City. Do you like, think uh, Denver's defense hasn't been like uber impressive this year? So do you do you view my play on Denver as basically guessing that Keenum doesn't turn the ball over three times? You're kind of yeah. You're kind of betting on the Broncos to score. I if you're going to bet the Broncos. I guess, I mean, in what world do we see a low-scoring game? I'd rather take the Broncos over 20, 24 and a half points. Okay. You can win, okay. you can, you can win, win that when it's like 42-28. Yeah, right. yeah, 35-24. Yeah, exactly. You got, yeah, you got it. 30, yeah, 
that's or that's that, that might be and that, again that's a that's an angle i took early in the year with the chargers because I, yeah. I didn't know what i didn't understand what mahomes was going to do whether it'd be you know boom or bust because that's how i felt he was going to be and now that i know he's and it's it's not even just him man they've got the weapons they've got the scheme <laughs> they've created an air raid offense and i think people yeah people still like Denver should go watch like the Baylor game. Go watch a Texas Tech game. Try to figure out how people defend that because that's what you need to do. It, it's so different than how everyone else is playing. They're just slinging it. It's amazing looking at the just the stats that are getting put up by Mahomes. They're weird looking as far as completions, the yards, and touchdowns. It's it's something. It's not a train I want to get in front of. If you want to bet Denver, I I do kind of like the team total. If if you think they're going to score on that bad defense, but even that is up above twenty four right now. I'd be a lot more I'd be a lot more comfortable with that twenty four. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to stick with my dog play and see if Denver. Well, I'm sure you got a better number. Yeah, I, I'm holding four and a half, and at like I think minus one hundred five. Let me double check. I don't want to misquote yeah. here. I think I took plus four and a half at minus one hundred six. So I'll get a little value on that. Oh, you said one hundred five. I know minus one hundred six. I lied. Um, um, yeah, it's, it, it's moved all the way. It's full point down to plus three and a half. And who yeah, knows where it'll sit good. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it could go, and it could go the other way. It, there could very well be buyback on this. Um, okay, well, let's uh, enjoy the rest of the Sunday Night Football game, and I'll talk to you at halftime. Sound good? Yeah, we got a long way till halftime already. This game's dragging on. It is. It's not going very fast. That's okay, though. Fun should be a fun it's, game. Let's go Ravens. Get so. this win. Did you get any Ravens uh, money line? Just a little I tickle? did not. I leaned uh, that way okay. so hard all week, and I pushed out. <laughs> I didn't want to give away my winnings from today. Um, did you did you grab anything early? Last last thing. Should we save anything we grabbed? I haven't bet anything. How about you? That Green Bay over is just. It's there. Me. Okay, it's there for the taking. Fifty-one in the dome. Yeah, I think that's going over. Stafford, Stafford, and uh, and Rogers are going to put on a show. This is going to be a good one. Uh, that's going over 51. Did you see a 51? Five dimes have it up? Ooh, anyone have 50, it up? It's up to 51 and a half. I'm, I'm debating. And then, I mean, I might just take the Rams minus seven, 105. I think that gets bet up. Okay. I Well, yeah. Once people kind of do the math on Thomas being out and what that means for the defense, I think you're right. Yeah. So those are kind of my looks. And maybe it's down right now, but it'll be fair. What was the Steelers line before the game started? Uh, minus three. Yeah, that won't be this. That might not be this. The line when it comes back up. They, <laughs> you don't think? Look, they look like shit. Oh no, it was minus four. Actually, I'm surprised. Huh. Minus three and a half at bet online. People are already back in Atlanta. It's Atlanta's. It's going to be tough to back Atlanta this week. Three games in a row at home. And now they're going back on the road. Uh, always a little tougher with this Atlanta team when they're out on the real grass and the elements for whatever reason. So even against the terrible, terrible, terrible ass Steelers defense. So, crazy stuff. All right, man. Good job. Good pop by you. And uh, let's uh, talk at halftime. All right. See you after. All right. Bye-bye.